Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Effective Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jackson, and today I am talking to one of my great friends and mentors, uh, Eleni Karitsis. So welcome back, Eleni, because you have been on our show before. Thanks, Dan. Yes, I am delighted to be back and happy to be here chatting with you today. Yeah. Now, since last time, you've actually changed roles. So you're now the deputy head of junior school and you're a community leader at Moat, which is something you're going to talk to us a little bit about today on the show. You're still the 2017 ACCE Educator of the Year and the Educators Rising Star for 2019. And in 2019, you're also at Edutech in Asia, where the winner of the best STEM program. So, you know, you're a bit of a big deal, really. <laughs> I don't like to see myself like that. I'm just like you. I'm just like every other teacher out there. Um, But yeah, I'm happy to be here today and to talk everything feedback with you. Yeah. Yes, we are talking feedback today. Yes, it's not just about you and Moat, it's about feedback. So can you tell us why feedback is important for our students? I think every teacher who will be listening to this knows how important feedback is. It's for our students to be able to see, hear, and then act upon whatever we tell them. It's also not only from the teacher point of view, but also from fellow students. Um, The way that we give feedback in the classroom is typically written or verbal. And I know even saying verbal feedback in the classroom to get around to everyone in the class within one period, for instance, is not always possible. And I know this is something that I felt I sometimes didn't do as well when I am in the classroom, um, getting around to everyone and providing that feedback because we know how important it is for our students to hear, you know, how they're going and ways they can improve their learning. So, yeah, I think it's super important and it's something that I think sometimes we forget about as teachers because we're so busy delivering the content that the feedback sometimes gets pushed aside. Yeah, definitely. I feel like teachers quite frequently will focus on the content and push through it and not think about actually constantly checking in. Like I'm, I'm really big on uh, feedback being part of your kind of formative assessment aspect. And so you need to constantly be checking in with your students to check where they are so that you can give them the right kind of feedback in terms of what they need. So how do we provide feedback? How do you see you know, effective feedback? Because I think there's a big difference between just feedback that's given and feedback that actually leads our students forward in their learning. What do you, Can you tell me how you provide effective feedback? Yeah, so simple feedback like good job, I like this, well done, is not really effective. Yeah, don't talk about that. That is not what I want to hear from you right now. No, 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 definitely <laughs> not. I think the feedback that we need to be providing our kids has to be meaningful. We need to question them and get them to sort of think of the answers themselves So if you provide them with a task and you know they're not quite there or you need to extend their thinking, sort of suggest things, but get students to actually think of it themselves. I think that's the kind of feedback you want to provide because at the end of the day, you're not always going to be there to give that feedback to your students, um, whether it's this year, next year or years to come. And we know as we are setting up lifelong learners, we want them to have the skills to be able to reflect on their self and then to think, how can I improve? And I think that's really important that they think of ways themselves rather than you as a teacher just going, that's great, but can you do this? Or, you know, giving them the suggestions, actually leading them in to think of it themselves. It also gives them more ownership and sort of 
the drive to want to do more rather than seeing it, oh, the teacher's just told me I have to do this sort of thing. And yeah, I've got to say uh, Dylan Williams actually talks about when you're giving feedback for it to come with a recipe for success, right? So you're not giving them the answer, you're giving them what they need to then go off and find the answer. You're absolutely right, yeah. And the other thing I love about feedback is I use it as well as a teacher. So sometimes I don't even, I ask the students to reflect on my teaching practice too. And I think that's also important in the classroom for them to see that, you know, you as a teacher also model how you can improve and think of ways to support them at their point of need and them to have input as well. I think that's important as well whenever we're talking about feedback that, you know, a teacher doesn't just see it as them giving the feedback, but also students giving the teacher feedback and also peers giving each other feedback um, throughout the learning that's taking place. Yeah, and I think that whole idea of peers giving each other feedback is particularly important as we look to trying to shape our students to becoming, you know, you were talking about lifelong learning in there because uh, they're then getting the skills of what does success look like in terms of how can I then help my friend or another student to go forward. So how does giving feedback or feedback as itself actually help students to become lifelong learners? Well, I think it's just that form of communication. And we know that, um, you know, and I hate saying this of 21st century skills because I've been in the 21st century for years now. But, you know, those skills those or soft skills or whatever you want to call them that we know we want our kids to be enabled to, you know, approach these unknown jobs of the future and things. We know communication and being an effective communicator is important. And, you know, sometimes hearing feedback isn't always positive, but the way that we can teach them in the classroom to provide peer feedback, you know, saying something positive as well as something constructive, you know, find that juggle and to understand that you don't just go in and say that's terrible um, your ideas, you know, throw it in the bin and start again. But, you know, actually work with the person to work out what they can improve on and where to go next. And I think they're really important skills that we need to teach our students in the classroom because they don't just come naturally. Even for us as teachers, it doesn't come naturally. You know, you could walk around and the amount of times people say, great job, you know, I really like how you did this. And, you know, it still comes out and you as a teacher sometimes go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. You know, how can I be provide more constructive feedback and you know we keep thinking of it but the more we model it and the more we sort of ask our students to provide that feedback to each other as well I think is really really important and the ideas that they come up with uh, and the feedback they can actually give once you know it doesn't happen overnight you're not going to have students providing amazing feedback the first time you try it you have to work on this with your students but once they get to a level you know, and you sit there and you listen to the way they're communicating and interacting and the changes they're making to their learning, it's quite amazing, like, where students can support each other and where, you know, the learning can go. So if it's done right, it can be done really well and it's reflected in their positivity, the way the outcomes are achieved. Yeah. Now you are, you, know, you said you're a community leader for Moat at the moment. How can Moat actually be used to help us with our feedback? Because you know, we're talking here about how we can help students help each other in providing feedback and how teachers can provide timely feedback that actually helps students to know what to do next as they, you know, not telling them the answer, but how to find the answer. How yeah. does Moat help us with that? So we know as teachers, the majority of the feedback we provide is verbal and verbal feedback is really important. But as a teacher, 
we know we can't get around to everyone in the class. So providing feedback on work typically becomes written. So we write a little note in the corner of someone's book or we add a comment in Google Docs or whatever platform you're using as feedback to students. Now, I know myself, am I likely going to read that feedback? I know when I was at school, I can ask you, Dan, how many times did you read those little notes that the teacher left you in the book? I didn't really, not many, yes. The teacher spends so much time doing that and they don't even listen, like read it. So what Moat has done is, if anyone hasn't heard of Moat, definitely check it out. The aim of Moat is to talk more and to type less, and that's exactly what it does. So it's a little extension that lives in your Chrome browser. When you click on it, you can record your voice in a short audio clip and leave that feedback on student work. So instead of typing in the comment boxes to provide feedback, which also takes a while because you can't just provide feedback, you know, I know as a teacher, report comments, whenever we're writing something, we write the same thing over and over and then we think, oh, are they going to understand that? And then we have to go back and then we read it. You could spend up to 20 minutes writing one comment for one student realistically, where this, with your voice, saves time. You just click the button, record, and students then can hear your voice. And what I love about it is I have a little joke with my students in class, especially the younger ones when they forget their capital letters or full stops. I sort of joke with them sometimes and say, did your full stop stay in bed today? Like, did they not decide to come to school? So we make a little joke about it and then they remember it and then they sort of act on it. Well, you can't really write that in a comment when you're providing feedback. Like, did you leave your stuff in bed? Students are going to look at you being like, what is she talking about? But through your voice and the way the students interact with you and the relationships you build with your students, you can actually provide even more meaningful feedback that they can connect with and sort of have a laugh about. So it's not you know, bad feedback, you forgot your full stops, but it's more of a reminder, hey, don't forget them. you know, they need to be in your piece of writing or whatever it is as well. So I think that's really important when you are providing feedback and your voice is so powerful for students. They want to hear you. They want to be able to interact more with you. And, yeah, with Moat, you can do it in, with a click of a button. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I've, the number of times I've, you know, typed an email and then reread it and then retyped it and then thought about it again and typed it again, constantly thinking, you know, can the person read this the wrong way? You know, and that, like I've, I've used emojis quite frequently now just because it sets the tone for the email. Like it, it makes sure people aren't, don't, aren't hearing it like I'm yelling at them, but you can read it like that. You know, and so I find with with Moat when you record something and when you're like talking to your students, they're not going to misunderstand your tone uh, and how you're actually delivering the feedback either. They're not going to read it like you're being cranky with them. They're going to read it the way that you are actually talking. Uh, and so if you're providing feedback, even though it might be critical, if you've got a positive, you know, um, sense in your voice as you do that, they're getting that in Moat, whereas they're not going to get that in a written comment. Exactly right. And I think your voice is so powerful. Students love hearing from their teachers. And the great thing is that they can even record their voice back to you. So, you know, they can say, aha, you know, yes, full stop was tired today. I'll make sure he comes back to class tomorrow. You know, you can have a bit of a joke with them in these short little comments, um, which makes it really easy and fun as well. So, you know, I know when you write comments, majority of kids don't read them. They'll just hit resolved and think, and you think they've read it, but realistically they probably haven't. 
and we know that as teachers. Realistically, have you read it? Would you read it if you were a student? Or would you rather click on a button, press play, and hear your teacher's voice? Much oh, quicker. Look, you, you, as you, yeah, you, you're new to your role as deputy, but I, I know as you know, I was deputy for quite a while and I'd send messages and stuff and type comments on things for teachers and I know they don't read it. <laughs> That's for a teacher. <laughs> and yet they're doing it for their kids too. And I'm like, oh, if I could have just sent them a moat, it would have been a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, and it works in um, Gmail as well. So you can record straight into Gmail and everything. And the newest feature that's only been released over the weekend, which I actually don't know if you've seen yet, is you can actually record your voice now in Google Forms. So for younger students, you know, instead of them typing their response, they can just record their voice and give it to you, which really helps as well for your you know, learners who don't speak English, but you know they understand, who can't type to explain their, what they're saying, they can just record their voice and share their learning with you. So, you know, it is really powerful in the way you collect stuff and collect information and also share things you know, to support their learning. Cool. Now, what one thing can our teachers do this week then as they're implementing feedback? What should they do this week to yeah, do it well? I think... Ensure that you provide feedback to all your students. I think that's really, really important. And also have a go at using Moat. Make it a bit of fun in your classroom as well. Um, you know, it's quick and easy and get your students to have a go at giving you feedback as well using the simple extension. Um, a little trick non-tech related that I used to do in my classroom, this actually came from my students. When I asked them for feedback, um, they said to me that I always seem to go to the same people within the classroom and I didn't get around to enough people. And, you know, I'm happy to admit that, you know, I'm sure, Dan, when you're in the classroom, you know, you always go to those students who you know are struggling because you need to support them to make sure they know what they're doing. And then you sort of skim the room quickly and you might touch base with a couple here or there, but you don't really see everyone. So what my students made came up with an idea, they didn't make me do it, I thought it was great, so I did it is they all had their own little peg that they wore on their school uniform. And my job was to ensure that I collected a peg from everyone throughout the day. And, you know, something as simple as that means you've actually seen your student face-to-face, you've interacted with them, you've seen how they've gone. And then, you know, at home you can have a simple checklist and follow up and tick off on this list, you know, who have I seen and give them that little feedback. And, you know, even just a beautiful comment like I really like how you've written something today and you know can you expand on this idea more before in your story or you know something like that but then the next lesson they all go to their work and they've all got something there from you I think that's really important um, particularly in the writing process that students get that feedback throughout the piece rather than at the end and I think that's typical for writing as well because we know we don't get around to everyone. But if you can provide that feedback sort of where it's needed throughout the process, really helps kids to make the changes during the process rather than at the end. Because I know if I've written a story and then you say, I'll go back and change this. Like, well, I finished. Like, you know, I don't want to go back. I'm happy with how it is sort of thing. So Yeah, and you you just spent all that work. Exactly right. And you're telling me the first bit's wrong and now (laughs) I have to change everything to the end again. Like what a waste of time. So ensuring that you do follow up. And I think, you know, talk to them in class, but then, you know, a quick little snippet, a quick little idea on their work. They can then 
open up on the next lesson and go from there as well, I think is really, really important. Beautiful, Eleni. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And can you just, is there somewhere where people can come and find you to connect with you further? Yeah, you can reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at Miss Caritzis. I'm sure Dan will be able to get you in contact with me if you're having trouble spelling or finding me. Um, reach out if you have any questions or need any help or support. I'm always here to help fellow educators. Yeah, and so I will definitely have stuff. So if you go to the show notes, uh, teacherspd.net slash 81, you'll land on this episode. There will be links there to Eleni's website. It'll be links to her uh, social profiles as well. And also there'll be links there to how you can go and connect and get yourself onto Moat to use that if you want to use that this week to give some feedback to your students. So thank you very much, Eleni, and I hope to see you again soon. Perfect. Thanks for having me and hopefully you'll see me again soon. Bye, guys.